AHM in Your Practice, the podcast where we explore population health management from a radiology perspective. I'm your host, Chris Hobson, and today I'm joined by Dr. Efren Flores. Dr. Flores practices radiology at Massachusetts General Hospital, where he serves as officer, community health improvement and equity on MGH's radiology equity and community health response team. As part of this team, Dr. Flores works to address health equity issues in the Boston area, in particular related to COVID-19. Dr. Flores is also an assistant professor of radiology at Harvard Medical School and is a current member of the ACR Bulletin's advisory group. Dr. Flores, it's a pleasure to be with you today. A pleasure is mine, Chris. Thank you for having me today. Thank you so much for joining us. You have stated that this COVID-19 pandemic has shown how radiology can impact the care of communities beyond radiology. Why do you think radiologists should work to reduce healthcare disparities? Well, more than just, um, I'll probably move from underestimate and probably say that radiologists and radiology practices should embrace their role in population health. At every practice across the country, radiology see uh, patients referred from all medical specialties. So therefore, we we see a a representative sample of the community served by um, each individual um, institution. So it really provides a lens to um, pressing issues that are happening in the community, but more so that um, about existing and emerging disparities, which is best exemplified during the COVID-19 um, pandemic. I'll put an example. So for um, one day, I was working on, in thoracic radiology, and we were reading um, radiograph from a uh, respiratory, newly formed respiratory infection clinic at one of the community health centers. And by the end of the day, I could see a difference between um, the chest radiograph from the, uh, this center and how severe they were for people getting diagnosed with COVID-19 pneumonia versus other sites. So, it, And I know that the health center is embedded in a, in a community that has a high proportion of Latino um, individuals from uh, lower socioeconomic backgrounds. So, after that day, and then that kept building up, it gave me a sense of the emerging disparities that were happening with COVID. Um, so that just serves as one example of how radiology can really quickly see patients from different areas, refer from all specialties, and put them together and say, more than just raise an alert and say, these are, uh, this is a person issue affecting our community, but um, also to try to get involved into developing programs or interventions to address um, the gaps in care or like the pressing needs uh, for the communities that are uh, mostly affected. That's interesting. Um, Now, ensuring health equity and access to quality care, as you touched on there, uh, for all, uh, regardless of background or income level, is a real central tenet of PHM. Uh, Can you please tell me how MGH's radiology equity and community health uh, response team, uh, particularly in light of the COVID pandemic, seeks to further this goal and about your role on the team? COVID have really brought, um, have magnified the relationship of social determinants of health and how these factors really influence healthcare at the individual level, but also at the community level. In order for us to have a role in the response team and influence in um, health equity and access for the community, we have closely collaborated with the leadership from our institution, uh, from the community of um, centers, and also directly from community partners. 
to ensure patients have better care and equitable access to care during the pandemic. So for example, um, we established a radiology infection clinic within one of the community health centers that was seeing a lot of patients, um, what we call a hotspot during the pandemic. Uh, by having radiology um, operations, and what I mean by this is radiographs, we're helping uh, the clinicians providing care for the patients in um, triaging and evaluate and the evaluation and triage of all these patients. So we help them directly when they were coming to the clinic. But also we've uh, gotten involved, um, for example, we've done public service announcements by multicultural members from our department that are a topic related to COVID, not only about um, the respiratory infection clinic, what to expect to come, but also about COVID infection, what are some of the signs and symptoms. We also uh, provided member um, announcements about what to expect if you're coming for a chest x-ray, what can make it easier for you. And also some of that um, involvement in ensuring that people receive equitable care or uh, enhanced equity during the pandemic is translating some of the material health um, information material about radiology and what to do during an x-ray. And a part of those e efforts in translating material, making it more accessible and understandable, um, there, there was a, an app that was developed called Rad Translate that it can help um, radiology technologies communicate with the patients in the room during their exam. So we want to, what we want to ensure is that patients feel comfortable because during the pandemic, there's a lot of uncertainty. And frankly, um, everybody is um, concerned, scared, because there's so much that we don't know about the disease. So, but we don't want patients that on top of their overall health concern, they have to worry about additional barriers to care, like understanding um, instructions of how to breathe instructions during an x-ray or what can they do to keep others from um, getting sick. We want to make sure that people focus on their health and we want to work towards eliminating those additional barriers so their care is seamless and people focus on, on their health during this time. And, what, and, and that's the over, overarching goal for our response team is like, what barrier can we eliminate so patients feel more comfortable when they come to the healthcare setting and they focus on their health. I'm so glad you brought social determinants of health uh, as a term into this conversation because it is a very useful way to think about um, these issues. Um, now, you've, you've talked about a little bit about the response team. Was the team conceived of before the pandemic? Uh, and, and either way, has the team's purpose shifted at all as a result of the pandemic? That's another great question. So we, uh, we're fortunate uh, to have the support of um, the department's leadership, starting with Dr. Brickle, the chair, that has allowed us to build a strong diversity, equity, and inclusion foundation uh, with strong community partnerships. So we have an established um, radiology, diversity, and inclusion, and equity committee. And this foundation has allowed us to leverage long-standing partnerships in community to learn more about the pressing needs in the current pandemic and get involved in developing the program solutions 
The response team has chosen to make the nearby community of Chelsea a focal point of their work. Um, Chelsea uh, has a high Latino and immigrant population and is considered a hotspot and, and by all accounts uh, has the highest COVID-19 infection rate in the entire state of Massachusetts. Can you please tell me about Chelsea and about the particular challenges faced by that community with respect to, to health disparities? Oh, absolutely. Sorry, um, the community of Chelsea is, uh, as you pointed out, it, um, it, we have a high percentage of, of Latino patients, but also a high percentage of immigrants. So I'm a, a Latino uh, person myself. I'm, you know, born and raised in Puerto Rico. So I understand some of the challenges that people may be facing um, to access and navigate the, health, the complex uh, healthcare system in general, and that um, those barriers or difficulty in navigating the healthcare system have been really brought up to spotlight during COVID. And I'll say what some of the issues that um, are affecting the community, for example, let's start with language, right? So people have um, coming from another country, immigrant from, uh, from other countries, typically will have a um, higher proportion of individuals that speak other languages that are non-English primary. So let's say Latino patients will speak primarily uh, Spanish. But beyond language, there are all their cultural nuances that are specific to each country that it be become another factor in playing how people navigate the healthcare system and, and potential barrier that we may need to navigate or at least assist patients get through. Also, the community of, of Chelsea has a high density housing and uh, multi-generational household. So, in a time during the pandemic when we say we have to keep our social distance or or try to isolate yourself if you have symptoms in a separate room in a house that may be impossible uh, for patients when they live uh, with multiple relatives in a household and you know so the expectation of either keeping a distance or even working from home or try to minimize contact is not um, not an option. Keeping with the example of Chelsea for a minute, what specific steps is the response team taking beyond what you just mentioned uh, to help mitigate issues faced by residents of, of Chelsea and other similar communities in the Boston area? That's an excellent question. So one of the things um, that we've briefly uh, alluded to before, for example, like establishing a um, respiratory infection clinic that is specific for COVID in, a, in the health center that is uh, that have been serving the community for a long, long time. And the reason why this is a very important is because it has been established in a trusted setting uh, for the patients, and it is also um, you have you know people that are trusted providers, so it makes patients feel more already um, more comfortable or at home where they come in in a time of need. This uh, respiratory infection clinic, a big effort from the institution has been uh, through public service announcement and at the site is to um, be clear to the community that this is open for anyone. You don't have to be a patient of the NGH system. You can be a patient from other health system. You, can, you may or may not have a primary care provider within the system and that's okay. You don't have to worry about that. We're gonna uh, take care of you. Regardless of your insurance status, regardless of your prior uh, relationship with the MGH system, 
regardless of your um, immigration status, we're here to help you. And that message has been very clear from the beginning. So for example, when people go to the respiratory infection clinic, we're providing them with what we call COVID care kits that include household cleaners, gloves, masks for them and for their loved ones. We're offering this also for people outside the, RIC, um, the respiratory infection clinic or BRIC uh, setting but to, to the greater community. But also um, we establish a relationship with one of the local hotels um, to, for temporary housing for those um, infected uh, with COVID-19 that don't have an option for isolation, but also may need um, a, um, care after their hospitalization. Once they are discharged from the hospital, they may still need some medical observation. They can't quite completely isolate when they get home. So we're offering them an option as they come off um, uh, the COVID infection. So those are like a, a couple of the things that I that have been um, we've been able to do for patients in the uh, health center. The other thing that, for example, um, the hospital has seen a high proportion of Latino Spanish speaking patients that have been admitted to the hospital. And we rapidly form what we call the Spanish language care group, which is um, staffed by multiple um, um, physicians that are fluent in Spanish or Latino physicians to help uh, the care teams on the floor provide, um, navigate cultural nuances and provide culturally competent care in a language that patients can understand. So job beyond um, uh, interpreting, right? Because we have medical interpreters, but this is like how, you know, enhancing care by bringing together medical background with um, social cultural factors into the healthcare care setting and navigate and help care teams and patients navigate through that, um, that complex formula. The other thing that I would add, uh, Chris, here is that no matter the, the practice setting that you are, it could be academic, um, private, it could be rural, it could be urban. I would say that the first step to getting involved in equity and um, diversity, inclusion and disparities efforts is to listen to the needs of the community. That's the, the first thing is just to, uh, what is the best way to know what are the needs and how can you better serve them than just by listening to patients and their um, and their community, right? The overall community. I think that that's a the best way, the first step that everybody should take. That's why we try to work from an empathy and compassion standpoint, like putting ourselves in the in the shoes of our patients to see what we can do better, but also building partnerships uh, with community, um, with health services like social services in the community and other community leaders and and practices. And building those partnerships in a way that the efforts are sustainable. Well, Dr. Flores, thank you so much for the enlightening conversation. We really appreciate you joining us today. No, the pleasure is mine, Chris. Thank you so much for uh, having me here. Truly an honor, um, not only to um, serve uh, our patients, our community, but also the um, the field of radiology in, in general through the ACR. So I'm very grateful uh, to be here with you today. Well, thank you, and we certainly appreciate it. And thank you to our listeners. This has been PHM in your practice. See you next time.